Welcome to this podcast by City Point Church, Redcliffe. We are so happy you could join us and pray that the following message will encourage and empower you. Uh, God's just placed a word on my heart over the last couple of days that I want to share with you. And as I was putting pen to paper, I just started considering my mum and the impact that she's had, not just on my life, but uh, on so many lives uh, there, is that my mum, when I was at the age of 15, my mum and dad divorced, and uh, mum raised five boys by herself, uh, ranging in ages from 10 and 13 and 15 and 16 and 18, and we weren't good kids. (laughs) You know, raising five kids by herself, and as I put pen to paper and sort of some of the things that mum has placed inside of us as boys, placed inside of my life, I have titled the message that I preach today is Mum's One Line Sermons. Is <laughs> who's got a mum like that? She's got those one liners that just keep firing, firing. So I have a, a heap of mum's one line sermons in my heart that I want to share with you today. And I, I encourage you out of this message is, maybe your mum wasn't like my mum. My mum was far from perfect. But I don't think it's remembering the, the times where she wasn't perfect and none of us are designed to be perfect. But I believe this on a day of Mother's Day is that Thanksgiving flows from right remembering. And if you and I would just consider remember the right things that mum's done, the right things that dad has done in this. And so I want to share some of these thoughts, the one-line sermons that my mum has taught me. She taught me a one-line sermon from Revelation chapter 19 about the coming judgment. She says, Mike, Mike, just wait till your father comes home. (laughs) She had a one-line sermon from Luke chapter 2, you know, the great nativity scene. She said, every time I left the door open, she said, these words, were you born in a barn? She had a one-line sermon from Matthew 28 where we're commanded to go into the world about international missions. She says, eat your food because there's starving kids right across this world. (laughs) She had a one-line sermon from Isaiah 53 and verse 5 about the substituted atonement. She's saying, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. (laughs) (laughs) And I think we all have those different one-line sermons that mum has delivered. And uh, I pray that you and I would would carry in our hearts one-line sermons for humanity around about us. It's not about preaching great, great messages, although at times you'll preach great messages, but I think it's about having some one-liners in our heart that we can just uh, deliver into people's hearts and people's lives, and I pray that this message would inspire you to do that. John chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, Jesus' great first miracle. It says, On the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. Now when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Is anyone else's mum like mine? They just have the tendency to speak the obvious. They're just always aware of the obvious and they'll always verbalise the obvious. They've run out of wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? I've tried that line on my mum. It never worked. Please don't, don't do that young person right now. My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. That's that's Mary's one-line sermon right there. 
that you and I can grab a hold of. Whatever Jesus asks you and I to do, would we just do it? Or whatever it is, whether it's so great or so small and insignificant, would you and I just do what he says to do? Now there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews, about 20 or 30 gallons apiece. And Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water and they filled them up to the brim. My first one-line sermon for my mum is this, is my, you are favoured and you are blessed by God. Is that I found that our mums believe in us more than we actually believe in ourselves. <laughs> is they see a potential. They see something that's hidden inside of their children's lives which I pray that you and I would come to that place of believing what actually mums have seen and is inside of each and every one of us as she carried you for that nine months in her womb, as she held you in your arms for the very first time, is that our mums believe in us more than what we ever believe in ourselves. And could you dare to believe what God has placed inside of your life? Is that you are blessed and you are favoured by God. The very first commandment over mankind, it says this, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, is that each and every one of us, we are blessed by an almighty God. It is that we're just not blessed by humanity. No, we, we are blessed by the creator of heaven and earth. It, it, it's not a financial blessing. It's a blessing of every aspect and every area of our lives is that we have a God who is so mindful of each and every one of us. It is remember the, the story of the talents where the master comes and delivers the talents. He gives five to one and two to another and one to another. I found in life it's not about our starting position. It's always about our ending position. And as we look inside of each, each other's lives, would, would we have the potential and the ability to pull the gold out of each other? is that you are not an empty vessel today. Did you realize what you are sitting on today, of what God has placed inside of your life, that he has given you all things that pertain to life and godliness? Is it you are not an empty vessel. No, no, God has blessed you, and God has favored your life. Uh, I believe this, is that you and I are someone's answer. We, we are the answers to someone's prayers. And as I was writing this message on Friday, is I just considered the, the blessings that people have been to my mum and my household. I, I thank you. I thank that there were individuals who were answers to my mum's prayers. Is that when we did not have the food in the cupboard, is that food would arrive on the doorstep or friends or family members would just bring food over to us. I, I am so grateful for those people that they were answers to mum's prayers. I remember Angelo, a local motor mechanic, that as mum's valiant would break down often, the big family car, is that Angelo would always give mum mates rates to fix the car. I am so grateful for Angelo that was just down the road, that that would just fix mum's cars. I'm grateful for the Catholic priests that would work out year after year as to how they could pay the school fees for five boys through that school. I'm grateful that they would sit down and they would consider us as a family and my mum's load that she was carrying and saying, you know what, Mrs. Mulheron, we're going to take the load off that so your boys' schooling is all looked after. I am so grateful of humanity that they would answer the prayers of my mum as you and I carry
mums who have toddlers, you, you, are, you are answers to the mums that are now having newborns. It's how do we get through that crazy initial season of life? If you're a hairdresser here, you are an answer to someone's prayers, not just as you cut their hair into a great style, but as you listen to them, as you interact, as you, as you, you give hope and belief to them, to a school teacher where you have that realization of what's happening in a little kid's world, but you're there just to care and to love and support in spite of their failing grades. You and I are an answer in our street, in our neighborhoods, for the one that's not doing it so well just down the road that we would mow their lawn, we'd take a meal to them. You and I are designed to be an answer to someone's prayers. I am so grateful for my my mum's one-line sermon is that, Mike, you are favored and you are blessed by God as my mum believed in me more than I'd ever believe in myself. And I want to thank you, mums, for believing in us. Even when we haven't got it all right. Exodus 1, verse 22, it says this, So Pharaoh commanded all his people, saying, Every son who is born shall be cast into the river, and every daughter you shall save. And so it was a judgment that went out, is that every male child must be put to death, every female child could... Stay alive. Click into verse two, uh, chapter 2, verse 1. Now a man of the house of Levi married a Levite woman, and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. And when she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a papyrus basket for him and coated it with pitch and tar. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. And his sister stood at the distance to see what would happen to him. Then Pharaoh's daughter went down to the Nile to bathe, and her attendants were walking along the riverbank. And she saw the basket among the reeds and sent her slave girl to get it. She opened it and saw the baby. He was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This is one of the Hebrew babies, she said. Then his sister asked Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and get one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? Yes, go, she answered. And the girl went and got the baby's mother. What a miracle, eh? Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this baby and nurse him for me and I will pay you. So the woman took the baby and nursed him and when the child grew older, she took him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. She named him Moses, saying, I drew him out of the water. Is another one of mum's one-line sermons was this, is Mike, never ever doubt that God can make the impossible possible. Is I found this at mum's overcome great obstacles to be with their children. (laughs) You put a mum in a tough position and you'll see a mum who can war and fight both naturally and spiritually. You you back a mum into a corner and they are so strategic and they are so future-focused. They see possibility in front of them. And here we have this account of a mum who gives birth to a little boy And the decree was that that child should be put to death. But there's something inside of every mum that wants the very best for their kids. And I'm so grateful that mum taught me this lesson. No matter what impossible situation you and I may find ourselves in, is that we serve a great and awesome God. And as we played and sang this morning, he is a great turnaround specialist. I don't know where you are situated today, but God is a turnaround specialist. Well, whatever situation you find yourself in is that God can turn it around. 
Just one word, one touch, and everything can literally change. You back a mum into a corner, and they're going to come out swinging. They're going to come out fighting. You know, the angel comes to Mary in Luke chapter 1 and says, Mary, she's just a young girl. The Spirit of God's going to impregnate you and you're going to bring forth a son. You're going to call him Jesus after consideration. She says these words, nevertheless, let it be to me according to your word. Oh, what a great one-line sermon that is. Hey, God, I don't understand everything that's happening, but I'm standing on your promises right now. I'm going to act in a place of obedience. Would you and I see God is able to come and change any situation today? If you're in a tough spot, I pray you'd listen to this one-line sermon. Would you put your trust, would you put your confidence in God who can come and turn it any situation around, hey, no weapon formed against us is going to prosper. Would you grab a hold of this word? Is that God is a big God. From the very beginning of this book to the very end of this book, He turns situations around. He made impossible situations possible. I'm come today. I'm prophesying life into your situation. I'm prophesying possibility into your situation today is that God is a God who can turn everything around. I'm so grateful for that one line and one line sermon out of this passage is my mum taught me another sermon out of here is that God has got a great future and a great hope for each and every one of us. When you and I may think it's over, God can breathe the breath of life into that thing. And sometimes things are over. But when things die prematurely, God can bring those things back to life. And we all have things in our lives that come to an end. But there's things in our lives, some things in our lives come to an end prematurely and those are those areas that God can revive again. Could you dare to believe that God has a great future and a great hope for you? As I found this about my mum, is that mum's place the future of their children in the hands of God. I, I don't know how many prayers my mum has prayed for me or to my four brothers who are worse than me. But <laughs> just keep this contained right here. <laughs> I could be in serious trouble. And when the world and the future didn't look bright and rose Rosie, for me at different times, mum just continually preached that sermon. My God has a great future and a great hope for you. You know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the plans I have for you. Is God has certain plans. He has a master blueprint for each and every one of our lives. He says plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a future and to give you a hope. As I found that my mum was always a life giver. Just not naturally, but in spiritual things that she fought things. She was a life giver. And I found at times that sometimes mum and dads, you've just got to let go of the basket. You've just got to let, the, let go of the basket. <laughs> Put your trust in God for your kids when they may not be walking the journey they're supposed to be work, walking with. They're doing things they're not supposed to be doing. Is Would you and I at times... We just got to let go of the basket and trust God. I know my mum at different times just said, hey, you know what, God, I, I'm letting go. 
but I'm full of faith. I'm full of trust. I'm full of hope. I'm full of prayers. You can turn this situation around, but God, I, I'm putting my confidence in you right now. And could you imagine this mom letting go of this basket of a three-month-year-old child? Could you imagine that moment? And so she makes a basket. She coats it with pitch. I, I have no doubt she did test after test to make sure that basket would carry that three-month load of a child for a certain period of time. I, I don't think she just put something together and threw the young boy in there and pushed him out of the Nile River. Uh, no, I, I think she was so strategic. She was so forward-focused and looking. It's that she would have gone down to that riverbank day after day to see the plan. Well, when, when, did, when did this person come to bathe? When did the servants come out at that time? Which direction were the currents flowing? Where, where was the tide? And I could see day after day this mum making this plan in her heart is that this child's going to live. This child's going to live. I, I don't have the resources. I don't have the provision right now to be able to do this. But, but my mum would plan things, meticulously plan things to see the success and the survival of her kids. And I could just imagine so the plans that this mum's gone through to make sure that, that basket gets down to those reeds at the right time on that day. It was, it was not left to chance. And it just happened that she went bathing at that time. And I love the story as the child came back to her in a matter of moments. And she had that child's arm that she released into the hands of God, full of prayer and full of faith and full of trust. Just moments later, it's back in her care. Could you dare to believe this, that God has got a great future and a great hope for you? I'm so grateful for that one-line sermon that my mum gave me. Proverbs 31, verse 26, another one. If you just want to read how good your wife is and how good your mum is, just open up Proverbs 31. Seriously, I read through it again on, on Friday and I was just like, wow. Wish there was a chapter in the Bible for us guys. It's like, <laughs> it's all the way through, you just got to read a lot more, guys. But like one chapter summarizes just the status and the quality and the gold, the pearls. They're in our mums and our wives. I pray you consider it. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her lips. Mum's one-line sermon to his Mike, if you lack wisdom, you just have to ask. I found that mums are always full of wisdom and full of kindness. Mum taught me about time travel. She said, Michael, if you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you into the middle of next week. <laughs> she taught me about receiving. Michael, when you get home, you're going to get it. Talk to me about justice. Michael, one day you'll have kids. You can fill in the blank, eh? And I hope they turn out just like you. Like, talk to me about irony. Michael, you keep crying. I'm going to give you something to cry about. Talk to me about medical science. Michael, if you don't stop crossing your eyes, they're going to freeze that way. Talk to me about genetics. Michael? You're just like your father. Mum taught me about so much wisdom and she had kindness on her lips. And as I said at the outset, she wasn't always like this, but I remember my mum was wise and she was kind. It's like, the, it's like the double combination. It's like the one-two punch. 
Imagine if you and I just exercise wisdom and kindness throughout every aspect of every encounter we have with people. The one-two combination is wisdom and there is kindness. Wisdom and kindness. I think our world is lack of kindness right now. And I found when you and I just bring kindness, it just melts people's hearts. It brings walls down. Once there's an obstacle, you show a bit of kindness and everything changes. I, I pray that you and I, we, we'd be a people that have wisdom and we'd have kindness. James chapter 1 verse 5 says this, if you and I lack wisdom, my mum preaches me so many times because I lack so much wisdom. <laughs> if you lack wisdom, just ask your heavenly father, go to God and he'll give generously to you is that our God is full of wisdom and he is full of kindness. I, I pray that you and I would generate a wisdom inside of us not to, that's not developed just through life experience, no, but it's seeking the wisdom of God. I, I love the story of Solomon where God says, ask anything you want. And he says, would you, would you give me wisdom to judge the people? Would you and I ask for the noble things? The next one-line sermon that my mum gave me, came out of Proverbs 31, verses 27, says this, that she watches over the affairs of her household. Mums are like God. They're all-knowing. They're all-present. My mum just appeared out of nowhere. It's like, how the heck did you get there? And all-powerful. Just one word for mum. Oh, man, I was quaking in my boots on that. But she watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. My mum's one-line sermon to me all the time was, Mike, your steps are ordered by God. Could you dare to believe that your steps today are ordered by God? I, I found that our mums watch over our every step and they actively seek our good. Is, uh, my wife had her birthday during the week. And my wife's a words person. It's a pre this, like this week just gone, it's the most pressure week of my life as I have to produce a birthday card, like an Instagram post. Uh, I, you know, mothers, well, not necessarily from the dean, but she always wants me to express how good a mother she is to my children, so I have to come up with words. It's like a, just a pressure week of, and she always says, you've got to come up with new words, like not old words. And so this, this year, I decided to write her a poem. Like, yeah, whoa. Like, whoa, I had to, I had to look up Google and find out how do you write a poem, I, literally. I literally just, and so I wrote this poem and it created lots of laughter around the table. Not that it meant to be funny, I was trying to be serious, but it was, yeah, it was pretty. <sighs> I'll never write a poem again. Seriously. But she watches over the affairs of her household, huh? Ladies, you move at a different speed to us guys, hey? I, it's true. I, I watched Nadine, my wife. Her brain moves so much faster than my brain. Her mouth moves so much faster than my mouth. Her hands are like warp speed of what she can actually do. Her, her feet and her stride, I get exhausted just chasing after her. Like, literally. Is it you ladies, you move at a different speed? Like... My son put on to her mum's car during this week, Mum, I just want to thank you for doing all the things that we don't want to do. Like, <laughs> I said, did he list those things? Because it seems like everything that kids are like. But you just move at a different speed. I, I, 
I'm saying to Dan, would you just slow down? I'm going to catch my breath. I'm a few years older, but I can't keep up as Jesus watches. These things get done. I can get up at all different hours of the night and the washing machine's still going and the dryer's still going and there's something in the oven. I'm like, how do you do this? Like, I'll just have on my one thing for the day on Mondays. Put the bin out Monday night. Like, and half the time I forget that. But I look, my mum, she's just always on the go. These wives are always... I want to thank you for being always on the go. Thanks for watching over us, little brats. Believe in us. You do not eat the bread of idleness. I've got, got 54 seconds. I've got two more preachers for my mum. These ones were really quick. She just gave me, slapped me over the head with them. Luke 2, 52. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. Talking about Mary carrying her child, Jesus Christ. She treasured up all these things in her heart. My mum taught me about God's library. Her one line sermon is God has a great library. Malachi talks about there's the books of remembrance in God's library where it talks about whenever you and I have conversations with other believers or non-believers about God, is God journals every one of those conversations. Wow. I'm definitely going to get that book out when I go to heaven. I'm getting that library card. I want to read Mike Mulheron's book of remembrance of every conversation. And I hope it's volume after volume after volume. I hope your stories is volume after volume after volume of your God stories to each other about God, because God writes them all down. And she taught me about the other book, the most important book, the book of life. And she prayed, she got on her knees throughout her journey of life, and she continues to do that today. Praying for her kids and grandkids and great-grandkids that our names will be written in the book of life. And here, Mary, she treasures all these things in her heart. Is like, you ladies, I can go and ask mum about any, like any year of my life and she likes, gives me this great panoramic movie. All the highs and lows, the adventures, the tragedies, the triumphs, all of those things. I go to dad and say, dad, what, <laughs> what was I like at 10 years of age? He, he can barely give me a photograph of what my life looked like. That. But mum's got a whole story. Mum's, I want to thank you for treasuring up our memories. I don't know how you do it, but you just do it. Would you and I have that sermon in our heart that would store up life's great memories of each other, as I said at the beginning, as the Thanksgiving flows from right remembering, would you store up the right things? And the final thing, the final sermon my mum preached me, John 19 and 25, says, but standing by the cross of Jesus, his mother, Everyone else had left. Everyone else had deserted the cross. Standing by the cross was Mary, his mum. My mum taught me this sermon. She said, Michael, God will never leave you and he will never forsake you. I found that mums will always be there when others abandon us. And there, standing at the cross, was a mum. 
Would you and I be aware that God would never leave us and he'll never forsake us? It's a, it's a double blessing. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake you. The leaves almost talks of something temporary. It would leave for a moment and come back when a situation's changed. Forsake means we'd utterly abandon another. And God's saying, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm not leaving you based on the situation you find yourself in and I'll never, ever abandon your life. Would you and I grab a hold of these one-line sermons and maybe you could think of one-line sermons that have been delivered to you over the years. Because every one of these one-line sermons that my mum has taught me, she's taught me about God. Every one of those, it's all about God. I, I honour your mums for what you deposit in our lives, but I honour a big, big God today. Thank you for listening. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We encourage you to tell someone about your decision and pray and read the Bible every day. We also recommend attending a church in your local area. We have many City Point Church services across Brisbane and the world this Sunday. You can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We are so excited to see you there.